Welcome to the New Books Network. Welcome to Taiwan on Air, Kongzhongzhipo, Taiwan. Hello, everyone. This is Adina Zemanek, one of the hosts of this podcast series. It is a great pleasure to have with us today, Sherry Lee. Sherry is Chief Operating Officer, Deputy CEO, and Chief Editorial Writer at The Reporter, a non-profit independent media organization established in 2015. The Reporter focuses on in-depth, investigative, constructive journalism on topics of high social significance. Hello, Sherry, and many thanks for joining us today. Hello, Adina and all the audience. I'm Sherry Lee from Taiwan. Very nice to be here with you. Thanks again, and looking forward to the conversation. Today we're going to talk about a book series entitled The Reporter File, published since 2022. Sherry is editor-in-chief for this series. The two volumes that were published so far bring together contents published online as well, on two topics. Foreign students deceived by host universities and exploited by internship employers in Taiwan for the fourth volume, and illegal logging of uh, rare tree species for the second volume. And both these books open with works of comics journalism, and it is these comics that are going to be the, the subject of our conversation today. Could we start with how did the reporter come up with this idea of comics journalism? Could you tell us the story of how you thought about comics journalism? Thanks, Adina. Notice that we have published two stories about the reporter file. In April 2022, the reporter team started an investigation. We found that there are 15 Uganda students in Taiwan. However, they were trapped in the illegal working conditions and they were cheated by the school and agent. We followed the foreign students into the class and we went to the factories they work. They went to the contact lens factories, bicycle factories, and food processing factories. We witnessed young people who admire Taiwan and come to study abroad, but ended in the intensive working temples. That what we said, they work in a very bad situation. And some of them have to work over time. Some worked in a very bad condition and they weren't like foreign students. Instead, they were like dead binding workers. So we spent eight months into the story during the pandemic, but we encountered great challenges during the investigation. First, those Uganda students can't show their faces. We can't take their photos. We can only take photos of their backs. Second, the factories are private sectors we can't get into. We want to bring students' working conditions to our readers. And third, we hope to resonate with more people, let people feel students' sufferings. Based on these reasons, which made us think of using comics to tell the story, we have published two comics books so far, like Adina just mentioned before. So this is a story I mentioned about the Uganda students' stories. And the other is about crying under the sacred tree. It is also based on our investigation. So the reason why you chose to produce comics journalism instead of text-based and photographs-based reporting is because in these two cases, you could not show the faces of the actual appearance of the characters, right? Yes, it's very difficult for us to go into the private sector, to go to the front field that they face, like the factories. When we tried to get into the factories, they worked, but we were not allowed. But if we want to show our readers the, the front scene. 
And once you came up with this idea of producing comics journalism, did you have in mind or do you have a model or a source of inspiration for the type of comics journalism that the reporter publishes? I think the inspiration comes from another nonprofit media called Corrective. It was a very impact on me when I visited Corrective in 2018. Corrective is like the reporter. It's a very dedicated media, investigative journalism and in-depth stories. And what our reporting cares about, both we care about is to raise public awareness and push our readers to take actions. So when I went to Essen, I found that Corrective can publish a lot of good, serious issues, and they also publish the comic journalism. So after the visit of Corrective, I started to imagine what a nonprofit media could try. You know, they have a bookstore, they publish books, they also cooperate with artists to publish reports through comics. And their pieces of work also aroused great repercussions. And one comic book I remember called White Wolf, which is about Germany's far-right underground organization. When their reporters write the story, they think of drawing a comic book simultaneously. So uh, reporters and artists work together. The script and the manuscript of White Wolf were then taken to major cities in Germany for exhibition. So this is really a great inspiration for us. I see. Thank you. Now let us move to comics journalism in Taiwan. Is it an established genre? Has it been practiced before the reporter file? And what is the specific context for creating and publishing comics journalism in Taiwan? Comics journalism is not an established genre here in Taiwan, in my opinion and my observation. In Taiwan's context, we call it Baodao Manhua. And in English, you can call it graphic journalism or comics journalism. For me, comics is more related to fun and graphics is a bigger category. So we use graphic journalism or comic journalism, I think both ways okay. But it is sure combining the power of words and images to explain tough and serious topics. So comparing to Europe and the United States, comics journalism has longer history. Taiwan just starts the comics journalism. However, in the past five years, there are few publishers that have translated Taiwan's history and the local cultures into comics. For example, there is one called Son of Formosa. It describes a young man. He participated in a reading club in 1950. However, he was charged with joining an illegal organization and sentenced to 10 years in prison on Green Island. Green Island is a small island belongs to Taiwan. Uh, after he was released from prison, he gave up his high salary and founded a children's magazine called Prince. And he also participated in the anti-white terror movement. Uh, it is a great documentary comic published in 2020. So as for comic journalism, I think our experiment is quite fresh and unique. But when you mention documentary comic or historic comic book, I think in the past five years, we have a lot of publishing house. They have found that it's a good uh, way to express their story. Yes, the development of Taiwanese comics during the last few years has been amazing. With so many publishers, so many new works and so many innovations. Have you ever read uh, The Son of War Formosa? Oh yeah, I have it here, I think. Uh, yes, I bought it actually at the same time when I bought this one. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the reporter file. <laughs> so that was when I discovered both of them. Anyway, I think that the reporter file is the first instance in Taiwan, to my knowledge, to actually use the name uh, graphic journalism or comics journalism. Other works of documentary comics that were published before did not use this label. So to my knowledge, the reporter file was the first to use this term. But I'm not sure it's a correct name. I mean, it's not a fixed description of this kind of comics books. So I don't know if we should call it graphic journalism or comics journalism. Okay. Anyway, this is a genre that is, is changing as well and has many forms depending on where it is published and what topics it addresses. So I think that there isn't any fixed framing anyway. The key is the content. Yeah. Another question related to the previous one is, was it difficult to find artists for creating comics journalism in Taiwan? You chose Lao Pongxing and Sun Sun for these two books. And how did you find them? Why did you choose them? And how did you establish collaboration with them? Because I'm the editor of the reporter file about the Uganda students. So maybe I can mention this more. Liu Guangchen is from Hong Kong and he published a semi-autobiographical comic code, The Fallen City, in 2020. However, this important record was not allowed to sell in Hong Kong and China. Actually, when I find artists, the first name come to my mind is Guangchen, because in the mid-2019, we cover a lot of anti-extradition movement stories in Hong Kong. And you know, in the past three years, around 30,000 Hong Kongers came to Taiwan, live and work in Taiwan. So for me, how to help Hong Kongers how to help Hong Kong professionals not always live with the survivor's guilt and help them integrate into Taiwan's environment. That's a key issue for me. So I chose to work with Guangchen about the Uganda students' topic. It's based on my concern and my worry about Hong Kong. And also that topic is about human rights. Collaborated with Guangchen since 2020, when I was editing the book, Fiery Ties, the Hong Kong anti-extradition movement and its impacts, this is a book which we came back and forth from Hong Kong to write about the Hong Kong movements. In that book, I invited Guangchen to draw some few comics. This is the reason why we collaborated with Guangchen. But our second and coming third comics journalism book will work with Taiwan artists. And those artists are quite famous in Taiwan, and they, they are very young. Gaia as our uh, publisher house. So they have known a lot of good artists, and they will introduce the most potential because each topic is different. So the Gaia will help us to find the most suitable artists for us. All right. So for the second volume, Sun Sun was proposed by Gaia. Yes. Because they thought that she would be the right artist for the topic that you wanted to comment on. Yes. And, we, you know, we brought Sensen to the high mountain. She never climbed the high mountain. So as part of her work on this book, you took her to the, to the mountain where the events in the book took place. So that is another question I wanted to ask indeed, namely, to me, the reporter file, these two works of comics journalism are quite different from the established conventions of comics journalism. 
So other works of communist journalism, such as those by Joe Sacco, often emphasize, I don't know, transparency about the process of fact-finding and the construction of the reported events. So these works depict the author collecting evidence on site. They present multiple, often contradictory testimonies, observations. They offer comments that place the events within a broader political, social, ethical context, and so on. But you mentioned the fact that you couldn't send reporters on site in many circumstances related to the Ugandan students' case. And Sunson was uh, went to on sites quite late, or, or this was something new to her. So that's different, because to me, the process that led to the creation of, uh, of these two comics is quite different, and the comics themselves are quite different too. The main aim of the, the reporter file comics seems to me to be emotional appeal mainly. So why is that? Could you tell us more about this? Yes, our reporter brought Sensen, the artist, to the mountain and getting to the site is out of Sensen's expectation. To chase the illegal logging routes is not an easy trip. Commerce has to carry luggages and to do some difficult climb. I think that will help commerce to think things differently. You just mentioned why we use this emotional appeal. I remember in 18th century, philosopher David Hume, he had a very famous saying. He said that reason is the slave of passions. So he's saying that reason alone does not move one to act. The force that propels one to action is the passion. So as a writer, as an artist, you have to make your audience feel what you feel. We will not exaggerate our findings, but we must tell the audience what we have seen, and we have to pass the sense of understanding, empathy, happiness, fears, vulnerability, which our interviewees feel. Uh, we also want to bring our audience to the, the front fields to let them know what we have experienced. That's why we use more emotional appeal, but what we wrote, what we drilled based on the facts. I see. Uh, that is interesting. So the reason why these books focus on emotional appeal is because you would like, on the one hand, to present what the journalists felt on site, and on the other hand, to incite empathy and move people, the audience, to action. The topic is so serious and very complicated. If you don't attract in the beginning, they won't get into the details. So that's why we think appeal, emotional appeal is quite pivotal. And actually, the topics that you presented in these two books, at least the first one, to my knowledge, was very impactful. Your investigation led to changes in procedures for related universities and foreign students. So you did have a lot of impact with this topic. Is this why you chose it uh, for comics journalism? And what about the other one, the illegal logging? Why did you choose these two topics to present as comics journalism? Uh, I think for the... For the Uganda students, it is out of our expectations that the story is so powerful. I think the key is still the content itself. The investigation is very solid. Okay, so you chose the foreign uh, student topic because it was very impactful and a very important one for you. I think as a nonprofit media, we always try to tell stories in different ways. You know, readers are always get fatigued if you keep telling story in the same way. 
like our Ukraine reporting, we put our report on the national human rights campus from images to context, from 3D modeling, uh, showing the daily life of Ukrainian. So we tried different medium, uh, not only text, but also photography books, not only comics, but also podcasts. So there are a lot of possibility to express in in-depth journalism. The reason why we have to try is that contents are very difficult to uh, spread nowadays, and the people are distracted by short uh, clips and short videos. So if we want to get readers' attention, we have to try different ways. I see. So comics journalism was mainly a means for reaching wider audiences. Yeah, it's just one of the mediums, and it is out of expectations. Yeah, I see. Thank you. Another thing that I noticed about these books is that there is an emphasis on their aesthetic qualities as material objects. So the, these books are very beautiful, very pleasurable objects to hold in your hands and to read. So I was wondering why they were designed like this. Thanks for your compliment. Uh, my colleague will be very happy to hear your feedback. Uh, we do care about the quality and the reader's joy of reading. Uh, it's great to see that people who like comics are also willing to come in and read investigative reports. And at the same time, those who read about serious issues can also enjoy the fun of reading comics. We artists to go to the fields, just as I mentioned before, to experience some of the scene and share lots of our thoughts. And uh, the artists knows when they know the story behind the story, they have more feelings when they draw. I think this kind of interaction and the communication help artists be closer to reality when they write down. So another issue I was curious about is what are the advantages and shortcomings of, of comics journalism? You, you already talked about the advantages. So creating an emotional appeal, a different way of reaching wider audiences, expressing what the artists and the, the reporters felt when they were investigating the topic. So these are the advantages. Are there any shortcomings of this form of reporting? I won't say there are any shortcomings. Uh, for me, it's just like open door to attract our audience to discover different words because every medium has their limitation. So I won't see it as a shortcomings, but every medium, maybe they take different way to welcome readers. So for me, everything is a, a good way. I can only see their benefits and not shortcomings. <laughs> I see, or limitations. <laughs> okay. You mentioned already the publisher for these two books, Kaya. Why did you choose this publishing house and what is your collaboration like? Kaya's hmm. editor very professional and they have enthusiastic about the comics journalism. So they initiated the cooperation with us. And the guy yeah, have experience working with a large number of comics and artists from Taiwan and Hong Kong. They also know a lot of about IP. So the third reporter file will also work with Gaia and they chose a very good artist called Fei Fei Zi. Fei Fei Zi is good at sexuality issues. So working with Gaia is a very good experience and enlarge our vision. I see. 
Now I would like to move towards the characters depicted in these two works. Colleen uh, is the main character of the first volume, who is an Ugandan student. And the protagonist for the second volume is A. Ajit, a mountain patrol. So did these people collaborate with the artists in telling their stories? And once the work was completed, what do they think about being featured in graphic novels and about the stories as they were completed? Uh, Collins is very glad to be the character. Uh, many people know him through our comics and also our comics story book. Um, when people see him in the real world, they are willing to provide Collins a lot of help. So this investigation already changed his fate. And you know, the comics books is spreading very quickly. So more readers read about the story and a lot of people know Collins through these comics books. We just met last month and Collins told me he's going to Denmark as an exchange student. Collins is very glad that he can be the character. About the crime under Secretary, the Aussie, however, he is not a real person. It's hard to find someone who can represent everyone's experience. So we combine the experience of various mountain patrols into one role. So the two is different situation. I see. And did they see, did these people on whom the person depicted in the character in the book is, is based, did these people see the completed graphic narrative and did they say anything about it? I said, no, they are very excited and uh, they are happy to be understood because mountain patrol is not an easy job. And uh, when they were shown on the comic books, actually a lot of audience start to know what kind of working situation that mountain patrols has and they face every day. I see. You already mentioned that Ukraine and the fact that the reporter adopts various kinds of visual or media means to make audiences aware of what is going on. I know that there is also a comics, a short comic narrative about Ukraine published on the reporter website. So I would like to talk more about other works of comic journalism that the reporter publishes apart from these, uh, this book series. So what are these other forms of comic journalism? We have a product called The Kids Reporter. It is for young children from 10 to 15 to read. So when we sent uh, two groups to Ukraine last year, we met some interviewees. They are Ukrainian parents. Uh, these parents, I remember, they want to comfort their children's uncertainty, their mind. So they create a website for their children and ask their children to draw a lot of paintings. Um, so when we saw these paintings and see the website, we think that maybe we can bring those children's feelings back to Taiwan and explain those stories to our little readers. So the kids reporter. When we go to the campus, we tell them what is going on in Ukraine, uh, what kind of difficulties that Ukraine people was facing at that time. And after telling students this story, the children, they use paintings to represent their, their feelings and their sympathy 
to Ukrainian sufferings. So we also put those photos and their paintings on the web to resonate to Ukrainian students' situation. So apart from these book series, uh, the reporter file, there are also smaller works of comics journalism inspired by various events. The invention of Ukraine is a very complicated topic for children, but we think that the little citizens still knows about this uh, important issue. So our artists, our in-house artists, transfer these complicated issues into comics and to tell our little readers what is going on in Ukraine. I see. So you have uh, in-house artists as well. We have four artists in-house. I see. Because I've also read an, a small piece called uh, You work very hard, Adina. <laughs> you have seen through all our products and uh, our piece of works. <laughs> yes, because I think I was extremely excited about discovering the reporter. And I was extremely excited about this book series. So this is why I, I went and looked on the website. And I was curious whether you use more of them. So you, whether you do more of them. So it seems that you do. And you have quite a collection already of these pieces. So you know about the reporter this year? Yes, I found out about the reporter, when was it? I think it was last year when I bought this book. I started uh, finding out more about the reporters. I'm, I'm very excited about it in general. Yeah, we accumulated a lot of inventions and a lot of good pieces of work. So every piece of work can tell a lot of stories. Indeed, this is extremely, I find this extremely remarkable. You have this book series and you have a lot of these, uh, several other short pieces. So I understand that this is a form of journalism, comics and comics journalism is a form that you would like to continue. And what kind of future developments do you plan or, or imagine for comics journalism at The Reporter? Uh, we are working on the third one, which will be published next February. And we plan to publish one or two uh, comics book every year. And we are still on the track. As I mentioned before, the inspiration is from Corrective. So if someday we can bring this manuscript to the theater and to, to put it on the a theater play, that will be great. We want to show this story in different medium. Yes, that is uh, very interesting. So apart from comics, you would like to go forward, one step forward into yet another direction, that of theatrical performance. Yes. That is interesting because I think that both these books, both the first volume and the second volume are quite theatrical as well. They are enacted stories. So you can see what you are not able to depict or you, can, you are not able to see when during the investigative work of reporters. So that's interesting. Now, my last question would be, I'm curious whether the adoption of comics journalism changed your patterns of thinking or professional practices in any way. So did comics journalism make you or other journalists at the reporters see things or do things differently? I think comics are just a different medium. And I think the most important thing is the skills of investigation, uh, the findings and insights of our reports. So if we don't have these good contents, there will be no outstanding comic journalism. Yeah, so I think the, the most key thing is our investigation skills. If we can be open-minded, we can interact and collaborate with other artists. Thank you very much. 
I am really looking forward to the third book in the Reporter Files series, and I'm also extremely excited about your other projects, whether short works of comics or your your future plans to turn your your investigative pieces into into theatrical performances. So let us all look forward to all these developments, and I hope that we made readers curious about uh, these two two books, and they are going to discover them as well. So thank you very much, Cherry, again for taking part in this conversation. And I do hope that we're going to to have opportunities to meet again for future episodes. Thank you. Thank you very much, Edina.